Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The prevailing footy story of the day is well, what has been a recurring nightmare for Melbourne for a lengthy period of time. Joel Smith's predicament has worsened dramatically with the suite of new charges that have been levelled against him by anti-doping authorities. We had one of the one of the most knowledgeable professors in the country on the severity of this and the possible consequences. The second part is the reflection of Melbourne's culture and a debate that has gone for more than two years, which has had Melbourne on a, on a battlefront throughout all of that. There was a an Oz kick launch today in Glen Iris where the chief executive of the AFL, Andrew Dillon, was in attendance and so too is Max Gorn, the Melbourne captain. He's fulfilled that engagement. This is a portion of what he's had to say. Yeah, I'm going to try and give you as much as I can in this interview. There's no point in me not. Um, but I, I'm going to struggle to answer a lot of the Joel, the Joel stuff and I think you would, would respect that. There is an investigation um, I haven't read a lot of it, to be fair. I don't read a lot of the stuff that um, Michael puts out, but um, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it obviously is quite, quite shocking. Do you think it's a couple Not in my opinion, no. So if we take the reporting at face value, he's texting team Do you think it's isolated to Joel, more or less? Uh, once again, it's an investigation. Um, all I can say is. For 16 years, I've been getting drug tested. For 10 years, I've been getting hair tested. Um, AFL and AFLPA look after that. And in that 10 years, I've never been told that our club has a drug culture. But on a human level, are you concerned that it could, there could be a drug culture? Um, given this I can only go off. Yes, there is a latest development. And yes, the investigation, if it proves to be true, there is a player that's taken a list of drugs. But we're naive to think that doesn't happen in society. I get we're a high-level um, performing in- industry and we'd love zero. But until I get told that we have an issue or I can see the issue myself with my own eyes, I can only go off face value. Have you, as captain of the city club, the questions come up around the culture and the, the drug use of the team? Uh, no, look, I, I, well, I mean, I like to think I've got a good grasp on our group and... Um, we've had an unbelievable summer with the turmoil we had over in September and October with the losing the finals and then um, some articles in and around Oct- 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 October. But I'm incredibly bullish that we've got the right, the right, the right culture. No culture's ever fixed. I know Track said this heaps. Um, we're always working on it. In terms of the actual drug culture that the expression's been used, I'll go back to that original comment. And, and, until someone tells me that the hair tests that we have done are proving that we're a drug culture, that's the only marker that we have. So in my 10 years, no one's come and told me that our club has a drug culture. So I'm going to go by that. Are you in touch with Joel? Are you in touch with Yeah. I haven't spoken to him since uh, 7 p.m. last night. Um, to be fair, I'm not. 7 p.m. in my household is quite difficult. Um, so, yeah, I haven't spoken to Joel yet. I will, I will today. Do you want to understand who else could be involved? Uh, not at all. Um, once again, it's an investigation. If it does come out to be true, I would look into it maybe a tiny bit further. Um, but it's an overall education. I think 
as males, especially in this age group, I think it's an education day-to-day -day sort of setup around society issues, not just drugs, but mental health, alcohol, gambling. Um, I think we'll constantly have those issues in our game. Um, so it's just constant education around it. Yeah, I mean, I can only go off my 16 years of the one club, and in my 16 years, we're at a very good part of culture as well. Um, I haven't been any, anywhere else. Gary has, and if Gary says that, you've got to take the man on his word. Um, obviously, I would love no article to ever get written about our club, but it has. Um, but I still stay strong that we've got a, we've, we've, we've got a good culture at our club. Um, there is things to iron out, and that's the same with every club and every society issues. So um, I'm not hiding. There is, there is issues, and we will make sure we get that right. But there's going to be issues every single year, whether you guys write about it or not. Uh, I mean, I think we've talked about Clayton a lot. Um, in recent times, my answer, my answer sort of changed here. Um, I mean, I said it the other day, I'm incredibly inspired by what Clary's doing right now. Um, he's a guy who's had a lot of trouble, and we've reported that trouble for 18 months. He's been in the newspaper every single day, and most of it is own, his, own, his, his, his own accord. Um, what he's doing now is he's trying to work on himself to be able to become the best version he can for his family, his friends, his teammates, um, and the Melbourne supporter group. Um, and he's hitting, still getting some crossroads along the way, but he's focused on trying to be the best person he can. I'm starting to be inspired by the Clayton Oliver story. Um, he still lets me down from time to time. Um, we're still incredibly close. Um, but yeah, to see him run out there, albeit a practice match for three quarters against Tigers twos. Um, I hope we got him on the right path and um, I'm excited for what he can bring this year. Max Gorn, a staunch defence to the culture of the club at Melbourne. Uh, Sam Edmund was there for that. Hello to you, Sam. Jared, you're right. Another press conference where the captain of Melbourne's, uh, you know, to use uh, the footy game parlance that you're at today, is kicking against the 10 goal breeze. But as you heard there, as bullish as ever. And that, that was the grab that really caught the ear. I'm not hiding. There are issues. We'll make sure we get that right, but there's going to be issues every year, whether you guys write about it or not. But this, this was a captain, Jared, who you could see it in his face, and he admitted it as well, that he was shocked by the allegations last night that uh, Joel Smith, one of his key teammates for so long, stands accused of trafficking cocaine. So, so how do you think he navigated what can't be answered, but then what the broader implications around culture are? Yeah, so I thought it was interesting that when it was put to Max that it's obviously being alleged that Smith, you know, has been texting players, teammates under, under, under Max as captain and offering them the cocaine. And he pointed to the hair testing results Melbourne had given an indication of. So as you heard from him there, he said for a decade, we've never been told that we've got a drug problem in relation to the rest of the competition. It is known that clubs, some clubs, Jared, contact the AFL to just ask them how they're placed in this regard. And the information Max said that he's been given is that in his decade there, there's never been any cause for alarm. You know, the highly sceptical people listening to that this morning might liken this almost to the Lance Armstrong defence. You know, he never tested positive. Now, that's a dangerous comparison to make because they are, to make the understatement of the day, wildly different scenarios. But is it naivety? Is it uh, protecting the brand? Whatever it might be, the, the simple fact that, oh, we've done our hair testing and, um, and, you know, they say that we're relatively clean, does that hold up? Does that pass the sniff test or the pub test? I've, I thought that was interesting, and he, and he referenced that to Captain a couple of times this morning. So is there any indication that they would look deeper into this? 
No, he was asked directly, you know, do you have any urge as captain to find out what other teammates, if any, mind you, because they are allegations at this stage, have been involved? And, and he said, no, absolutely not. I've got no urge to, to ask any questions, to, to ask where this has gone or how far it has gone. He said at the moment they are only allegations. If they are proven to be correct, then we will look into it, um, which surprised me a little bit. I, I would have thought there'd be an urge to really get to the bottom of it from a leadership and a, and a club point of view. I mean, we'll hear from Andrew Dillon shortly, but the AFL CEO repeatedly said this is a Melbourne football club that has experienced leaders and an experienced captain. So I found that a little bit surprising. The culture questions, he dead batted again, as Simon Goodwin has done before him and Gary Perp before him. He said they've had an unbelievable summer, Jarrett. He said we're incredibly bullish. We've got the right culture. Even if no culture is ever fixed, it always takes work. And as you heard there, he said, I'd love nothing to have happened, but I'm still strong on the fact we've got a good culture and there's things to work on as we go. So, yep, that won't please everyone this morning, no doubt about it. But uh, he was as bullish as he and the, and the club's leadership have been right throughout a, a, a volcanic last 12 to 24 months. Yep, meet it front on. All right, stay there, Sam. Let's hear from Andrew Dillon, the AFL's chief executive. As Max said at the start, we're in the middle of a process here and assertions have been made, so I can't really go into detail. But what I can say is, yeah, it is disappointing when there's any breach of an AFL rule or regulation or the anti-doping code or any assertion. I think what we have here, and again, without going into the specifics, there, there is there's assertions that have been made in relation to uh, a breach of the anti-doping code, but that's, that's one player, and I think it would be premature to say anything more than that. The investigation has been uh, conducted by Sports Integrity Australia, led uh, very well by David Sharp, a former Australian federal policeman. Uh, the investigation is led by them, and the information that they have, it's up to them as to what they, as what they do with that. It's not a call for the AFL. The uh, sorry, yeah, as I just said, the, the investigation is done by Sports Integrity Australia. The information that they have, it's up to them to decide who they pass it on to. And under the anti-doping code, they provide us, the AFL, with certain information. What they do with that is really uh, their call under their legislation. Melbourne Football Club is one of the oldest clubs, well, he's the oldest club in the competition. It's led by a very experienced CEO, Gary Pert, and you've just seen their captain, Max Gorn, who is uh, one of the great captains currently in the competition, and he has been for the last number of years. As Max said, there have been issues over the uh, off-season, but I think that they have a, a you know, great leadership. Um, they've got a great list, but you know, as a, they do have things to work on, but they are a uh, very experienced club led by an experienced CEO and a great captain. Any, as I said, any breach or any perceived breach or alleged breach of the rules is disappointing. And what we continue to do with our illicit drugs policy and the anti-doping code is provide education and training for players about the dangers involved. And we'll continue to do that. We'll continue to educate. And that's, that's the key for us. The use of illicit drugs is a, is a societal issue and we don't shy away from that. We'll continue to educate. I think we were one of the first sports in the country to bring in an illicit drugs policy. And there are many players over that nearly 20 years that it's been in place who've um, change behaviours because of that. So on that, in that instance, yes, it is working. It is under review at the moment and we'll continue to make sure that our illicit drugs policy is at the forefront based on the best medical and wellbeing advice that we can get. AFL players have an anti-doping code that um, covers their behaviour. They've got the AFL rules and regulations and they have an illicit drugs policy that is above and beyond what a lot of other sports have in place. So the AFL players, they are role models, but they are held to high account. 
I'm speaking to club presidents and CEOs on an almost daily basis. In relation to the specific incident we're talking about there, there will be conversations had. But given where it is in the process, there really will be discussions between our general counsel and the Melbourne legal team and Joel's legal team. At the moment, the issues with Sports Integrity Australia and that process will play out over the coming weeks and months. And until that's done, there won't be any parallel investigation. From an AFL point of view, we have been out um, well-being and mental health team have been working very closely with Melbourne, but ultimately uh, Clayton's availability for round one will be a decision for Clayton and also the Melbourne Footy Club. So that's the League Chief Executive Andrew Dillon with his thoughts. Sam, so, so no needs, no necessity for a parallel investigation was the... That, that was that, the, the great curiosity here as to, as to whether there is a role for sports integrity beyond just the positive test which set this in trail, but the league says no. Well, I found Dr Catherine Ordway earlier on your program, Jared, absolutely fascinating. And for the listeners now who missed this, I guess this is the most authority voice I think many of us on this subject have heard with all its complexities associated. And she was basically saying to the doctor that SIA under their powers are now basically, if I'm interpreting it right, Jared, now obligated to run this as far as they can, which under the trafficking component would appear to be exploring how far this has gone within the Melbourne Football Club, who's involved on the Melbourne playing list, who's sent and who received text messages and the like. So we're all speculating, but as a platform, before we get to Andrew Dillon, I was a bit taken aback by how firm she was that in her belief that would actually happen. Now, Andrew Dillon appeared to pour cold water on police getting involved. He said at the moment this is an SIA-led investigation. It's up to them what they do with the information they collate, not the AFL. I asked him specifically about the integrity unit. Um, look, he, he didn't rule out anything happening after the investigation had concluded, but certainly said that nothing, the AFL would take a backseat while SIA are doing their thing at the moment. So pretty categoric on that. As far as he actually went just on a human level, he just said it was disappointing when there's any breach of the code. But obviously, um, you know, has cover at the moment, for lack of a better phrase, of a process being run and, and confidentiality needing to be kept and, and only a certain amount of things can be, uh, can be put in the public domain, given they are assertions only. He made that absolutely clear. But ask specifically, Jared, if Melbourne had a drug problem uh, or drug culture, and the AFL believed if they did, he only said assertions to be made as one player, and it would be premature to say any more than that at this stage. So that was the league CEO, Andrew Dillon, earlier today. So I think, I guess the question, Sam, is does anything happen from here? So, so SIA, and that could be a long process. Is there anything in the short term that happens, given what you've heard today? No, I don't think so. And uh, obviously timelines were asked and requested, but none of them could be given, um, whether it's weeks, whether it's months, whether it's several months. So I think it remains that Joel Smith obviously provisionally suspended. He's nowhere near the Melbourne Football Club. They are in touch with him. Max Gorn said he hadn't been in touch with him of late, but he re reached out to him today. They are in text contact, the captain and the, and the, the forward Joel Smith. And they continue to provide welfare for him. But in terms of sanctions and the like, we are totally beholden to the SIA process at the moment, the investigation that's underway there. So I wouldn't be, uh, like all things on the, in this regard, Jared, I wouldn't be holding one's breath waiting for an outcome in the, in the near future. And just paint a picture for us of, I guess, the absurdity of what overran what was supposed to be an Oz kick launch at Bounce, of all places. So this was supposed to be a, a real kids' affair to build the excitement of the season, which got completely overrun. Yeah, fair old juxtaposition, wasn't it? Uh, thankfully, as, as you famously the, ter uh, the term used, Jared, there are kids in the room, and there were, but uh, 
all the old sick questions and the $1 billion commitment to football and where community footy sits and the numbers that we asked the AFL were conducted separately. The kids went off to have a bounce with Big Harry Mackay at one stage while we, we asked the, uh, the adults to ask the question of Max Dorn, right. if you like. So an otherwise happy scene in here this morning, but uh, the unfortunate overlay of the development at Melbourne. And just before I leave you, Jared, we did want to ask Andrew Dillon about Tasmania, given, of course, the Max Point Stadium there, the ultimate pardon the pun, political football in that early Tasmanian state election that's due next month. And Andrew Dillon did reinforce the AFL's ultimatum that was put forth, of course, under Gil McLaughlin, that no roof stadium, then no AFL licence in Hobart. So uh, no movement there from the AFL, and nor does it sound like there's going to be. Sam, terrific. Uh, We'll look forward to what unfolds throughout the day. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Derek. Sam Edmund, our chief sports reporter here at SEN with the, the latest on numerous fronts. You'll have your views 0433 98 11 16 40 Winks Temper Text Temper a mattress like no other. You can call 1300 736 736.